So, Thomas, uh, what was your first computer? So, my first computer was actually bought by my dad, uh, and uh, it was a, a, a Pentium, small Pentium. And my first programming language on that computer was, uh, by the way, JavaScript. So, the first programming language uh, I was growing up with was uh, JavaScript. And you started uh, immediately hacking, or you played some game games first? I played games before I was uh, was doing the hacking on JavaScript. Uh, but then uh, we were like the first type of programs I made was in in like was like you know this type of like websites where you can hover with your mouse over a picture and it would replace the picture or do some animation. And uh, this is what attracted me initially to to programming. Okay. But uh, what's what's interests me, you know, the process, how you started with programming. So your first computer was still Intel. And what was the very first thing you did on the computer? I think actually one of the f very first things I did on, on, on the computer was to, you know, you remember this uh, Turbo Pascal? Yes. Uh, it's this, uh, and Turbo Pascal had like this uh, games, Snake, and also the game, the gorilla game, where the two gorillas are like uh, throwing stuff at each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and these were the first two uh, like games I was playing on that, that computer. And uh, but I, I never then I tried a little bit of Super Pascal programming mm -hmm. uh, to kind of uh, also create a game, but uh, I never got very far with the Super Pascal thing. And yeah. and then uh, and then rather went to the browser. Yeah, um, but 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 how you got the idea at all that you can actually start programming with the computer? So is your dad a programmer, or what's what's the story? Uh, my dad is uh, my dad and mom are both uh, mathematics and physics teachers. Ah, okay. And so they actually were uh, like pioneering uh, a little bit in the sense that back then there was no such thing as a teacher of computer science mm -hmm. uh, in in the Austrian schools. So uh, they were actually uh, also self-taught mm -hmm. uh, and and then teaching to. Uh, you know, like about the six and seventeen year old at school, some programming, and and they were certainly helping me with with uh, with this education uh, to be a programmer, and and bought me also some books uh, on JavaScript, for example, that uh, that got me into this. So so you can say it, it started with with my parents uh, being uh, mathematics and physics teachers. Yeah, but uh, it's like they gently, you know, forced you to program, or was really really uh, your idea not to start programming? And uh, no, that was that was my idea, but it was also partly because I have like an older sister. And the older sister is like five, six years older. And uh, as a child, I always was trying to do whatever she was doing uh, as early as possible. And she was starting to study some um, some type of web design at the university. And so that was uh, that was another reason why I got like inspired of like, yeah, I want to do what my older sister is doing. Ah, cool. So uh, I suppose you know your older sister did some great design with the website. So you saw that and try you know to to understand what's going on, right? Yes, correct. And and then and and from that I, I got into this JavaScript programming where like, uh, yeah, you need to do some animation on, on when the mouse moves, etc. Very cool. So your first programming language was actually JavaScript, and uh, probably what yes. you did is view sourced on the NetBeans or NetBeans uh, uh, web browser, and uh, then start hacking JavaScript, right? Correct. Yes. And uh, yes, and that was still back in the days where where you needed to have two versions of your JavaScript, one for Netscape and one for Internet Explorer. Oh, so is that early? So, um, by the way, the uh, the Intel Pentium you got, which uh, CPU was it? You remember that? It was like Pentium one, two, or whatever was it? I don't know. I think it was probably yeah. I think it was maybe generation three already. Okay. I so I, actually, it was uh, like like a beefy machine what you got back then. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. You're perfect. So um and then what was your first you know serious or serious more interesting project you did with programming One of the first projects I did was I was I was doing then like uh like a a website for my classmates Okay uh where like uh, it's actually from a, from the from the idea perspective a little bit like uh you know these platforms like Facebook or Studifotset Yeah this is what I wanted to uh, say right like, <laughs> where, where, where classmates classmates would upload uh, like uh, pictures uh, and they would upload websites uh, sorry they would upload like their homework 
mm -hmm. and uh, there was also a chat room. And the technology behind it was uh, PHP. So on, I had server-side PHP and client-side JavaScript. Okay. But I was, I was doing PHP, but I didn't know anything about databases or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So that's when I was uh, storing everything in, in text files. Which is so, actually a good so idea, database, right? Yeah, it, was, it, it worked fine for the number of users I had. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't scale to, you know, tens of thousands or users, but it, it worked very well. And uh, so my database was text files, server-side PHP, and client-side JavaScript. And how work? How and well? Also a little bit of. How well? How well did it work? So it's like you know you made through really like the platform, or was you you were alone on it? <laughs> uh, no, they they did like the platform. Yeah, absolutely. Like my 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 schoolmates liked the platform. They uploaded their uh, their stuff there, and I, I, with that I was then submitting to a. a a competition in Austria, and I won like the competition in Austria nationwide with this type of uh, project. This uh, was like an informatics competition. Cool. And uh, and uh, so you had an IP address or DNS. So how you deal with that? So how 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 you? Oh yeah. no, sorry, sorry. So no, 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 no. The, the server the server space was uh, was with some uh, uh, the, like some educational institution had a server space for for me. But it was like it was not in my school directly, but uh, but yeah, an educational institution in in my country had like these server spaces, free server spaces for uh, for for kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, what what was the name of the platform? So so this was like this was just the it didn't have like a, it was just like based on the name of of the of the name of my my class. So it was just called Four B. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. it was like the, the the website for my class, right? And and uh, yeah, I didn't back then. I didn't have kind of the intention to move it to like a, a larger type of platform. Mm -hmm. uh, but then my, my second project there was was a platform sorry. That and how how GameScript. how how old were you back then? I was back then uh, thirteen years old. That is amazing. I, I started uh, relatively early there, but but um, okay. And uh, then what? And, and then and then the, the second platform I built was was called GameScript, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, was uh, uh, because I thought like, well, I want my my colleagues also to learn programming, mm -hmm. and so I built a mini language that would be a subset of JavaScript, okay, and that could be used to uh, like uh, build small games and specifically also used to build the AI for some of the games. So the platform would be like, there would be a game and then you could use GameScript to program the, the, the bot of that game. Okay. And, and, uh, and this and... was another one of, and this was kind of my first programming language, you can say, that I was building. Yeah. So what's uh, what's interesting? How you got the idea that it actually can can create a, your own programming language? So were you inspired by someone, or did you read some books? So you know, because this is not really unusual. I mean, I don't know. I just I just felt like um, uh, like I don't I don't I don't remember, but but it was it was more like well, it seems to be the case that you know JavaScript is kind of complex, and I wanted something simpler, and that's. And that's when I was was doing this uh, uh, this uh, this subset of a programming language. But I always was was uh, was fascinated with with programming languages, mm -hmm. and and uh, and and started building um, first these interpreters, and then later also compilers for it relatively early. Mm -hmm. And have you started to program the, your your language? So you meant you had it was probably interpreted or compiled. So you used the like custom it tooling. Was, it was only as it was only interpreted. So mm -hmm. it was just a um, it was just a, an interpretation on the server side of, of of this language, because I didn't know anything about uh, machine code or compilation or anything like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was my only way to to do it. And um, only later on, uh, when I did my my second language. I was like, oh, this. I really want it to be compiled because compiled sounds so much better because it's so much faster. Mm -hmm. So, so that was when I, I did uh, my first compiled language. It was maybe one or two years later. Um, but the, the way I, I did the compilation was very, uh, was very awkward. It was like basically a template uh, compiler. Mm 
Uh, and uh, I didn't have any assembler, so I was just uh, putting out x86 instructions into a buffer in C, C++, mm -hmm. and, then, uh, and then converting that buffer into a function pointer and calling it. So, what was so, the name of the, of the first language? How you named that? The, the first language was GameScript, right? GameScript, okay. It was a, a okay. subset language, yeah. On, and how, how, how games, it worked? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how the interpreter worked? So you just uh, read your own commands and then what it you was did an, it? Yeah, it was, an, it was an EST interpreter, right? It, it, would, it, would, it would first parse this into an in, in abstract syntax tree, mm -hmm. and then it would uh, interpret that abstract abstract syntax tree. And the parser was, of course, written by hand because it didn't know anything about parser generators or, or all this technology. I didn't know about anything like that. So I was just uh, writing by hand something that would uh, parse the, the language. Mm -hmm. And uh, you knew about ASTs back then or you reinvented it, you know, with, without knowing it? I, I don't think I knew about ESTs. It was it was I think just the most natural way I would represent this. Okay, cool. Uh, this program. So and your second language, what was the name of the second language? So this this second language that I talked about, I made for uh, a small company that that did uh, that did like kind of something similar to you could say smart home. Where you you have uh, you can program your your solar installation or something like that, um, and uh, so I didn't I didn't ever publish that language under a specific name. It was just the internal language that was used on this uh, on these uh, devices that would then display the the home for you. Mm -hmm. And so, so you could use it to script your 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 display of this uh, smart home system. And why there was a need for for a language? So why you couldn't use C or assembler or whatever? Uh, there, there was not a real need for that. Obviously, I kind of invented that need because of I wanted to have fun, like programming. A language. <laughs> okay, uh, that's uh, cool. Okay. I, I would say in hindsight, and, and I had like a company paying me for that, so that that's great. Okay, cool. Uh, but, <laughs> So was it but, after uh, the university, it, it was, or what it was, was it? This was uh, this was I was I was then I was about uh, sixteen, so I was still at school. I was still at school. So how and you I, got the job? So money. how you got the job? You know, to to convince a company, you know, to to pay you to invent uh, a language. So, I mean, this is an interesting story, right? Well, the, the language was just a small part of the overall project, right? Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of programming for this uh, this company. The the thing that I did specifically is I built like this little uh wish it's more like a visual programming language you could say okay uh, as well where you would like uh put put elements on the screen and connect them based on your um solar installation or based on your the devices you have in your in your in your system and um so i was i was engaged by the company uh, based on a recommendation of a of a school friend, mm -hmm. and uh, and then only later on, like this this language was just a small part of this programming engagement. Okay. Uh, and and but in this programming engagement, this is very interesting because it was basically a like one guy for like uh, building a whole system uh, with graphical user interface and 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 other components. Uh, it was built based on the Qt framework. Okay. Which is this uh, C plus plus framework, which is still pretty pretty active, I think. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, I think it's owned by Nokia. Yeah. And uh, this was a very nice. Uh, I think it's a very awesome uh, graphical user interface framework, actually. Okay. Um, and and this was all C C plus plus programming. Mm -hmm. And in uh, what was your regular school? So it was it like a kind of high school, or or where you went to the school? I was just in a regular gymnasium in okay. Austria. Okay. Okay. So this is, uh, you know, you have like actually not, I wasn't very, uh, like I had like, you know, languages and everything like, you know, I was I was learning French and, and so it wasn't very focused on, on computer science in any way. And specifically the computer science education at the school wasn't, uh, wasn't that great. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was, I was doing all of this more, more at home. Yeah, uh, the same is uh, in so Germany. One other so the gymnasium is also in Germany, and this is actually a school is pretty hard. So it's like you know, but there's nothing to do with uh, computer science usually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so one of the things that did is because I was I was like um, a decent student, so I was I was overtaking one class. So 
I was not, uh, I was, I was champing over one class when I was um, 15. Mm-hmm. So I went only then seven years to the gymnasium instead of eight. That's amazing. So what's interesting me, how you did it? Because I thought about something like this a lot. So I'm like, if someone o- overtakes a class, it's like you learned a lot or you, so I mean, because several things, you know, you have to learn. It is impossible now just to, to, to know out of car for no, I don't know, some history or whatever. So you have to read something. So you learned a lot. You enjoyed learning. So how, how, how much time did you spend with the school? Yeah. So I did, I did not spend so much time with the school. School was something for me that I wanted to basically get over with quickly. <laughs> yeah. um, and how much how much time I spent depended a little bit on the type of subject, right? Yeah. So in, in the maths subject, obviously it wasn't, it was very easy uh, for me because, because it just got a lot of, um, and, and a lot of education, frankly, also just because my parents uh, are the maths and physics teachers. So they could help me a lot uh, while I was, um, mm-hmm. while I was at home. Um, the, the most difficult parts for me when, when jumping over the class was something like French. Uh, because uh, a full year of French was was pretty hard to 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 cover, but I mean we have like two months of 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 vacation vacation for mm-hmm. for students mm-hmm. uh, and uh, for pupils and uh, and I could just uh, I could just uh, like uh, catch up there a little bit and and ultimately it took me it took me after I jumped over one class it took me about. I think uh, about six months in the new class to to adjust to the to the new level and stuff, and of course there was also the the social aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was lucky that the new classmates and 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 so on were all pretty nice to me and and uh, and uh, were not seeing me as as like um, yeah, but, but were seeing me positively. Okay, so and and why you did it? Because you know to spend the whole vacations to learn French. So I would prefer you know, to hack with computers and just stay one year longer in the class, you know, and have easy living and hack all the time. So what was your thinking back then? Well, yeah, the thinking was just to get all with school so I can start like studying uh, computer science, right? Ah, okay. Uh, so I wanted to to get as fast as possible to university. And uh, there's another thing I did back then is I started to actually go to university like next to school. There was like this program where you could like uh, have a couple courses at university while you're still at school. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was 15 back then when this uh, program was starting. And uh, so that was when I was, um, I think, yeah. So when I was 16, I was starting to uh, go to uh, a few courses at uh, at the Linz University, mm-hmm. and my first course at university was, of course, the uh, compiler construction, uh, and it was the advanced course in compiler construction. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, because then I was like, oh, I really want to know how this works for real, uh, and I was lacking so much basic knowledge uh, on my first uh, few compiler-based projects. Okay. So I was going to this uh, class of my professor Peter Messenberg. Okay, so now I understand that, that, a little bit. So what you did is you were very fascinated with computers and you wanted really to learn programming and or compilers. In one point of time you recognize uh the only thing to do it is at university. So you started to learn yes. as quickly as possible to skip as much stuff which is irrelevant to you and gymnasium just to get over it and then you know start with the real fun which was compiler building, right? Yes. Okay, so now correct. I got you. Yes, so it's not, you're not, you were not, you were kind of a prodigy child, but you were also very focused on what you want to achieve and you just learned a lot, whatever was necessary to accomplish that. So, right? Yes, absolutely. And I was always fascinated with uh, with numbers and with with computers and with programming, and then later with programming languages because I think it's the most for me. It was always the most interesting part of of computer science. It's not so. It's not so sexy anymore. Nowadays, people are more like, well, you need to do machine learning or, or, or something like that. Uh, but for me, always compiler construction and programming languages was the most interesting part of computer science. Mm-hmm. And at the gymnasium, do you have to apply to, to, to take over the class or it just happens? So if you have very good, you know, marks, would they come to you and say, okay, now you can skip the class or how it works, you know? <laughs> I'm just interested. No, you need to you need to apply and, uh, oh, okay. and uh, there is... Uh, 
yeah, there, I also needed to go to some uh, psychologists to to check my whether my capabilities, etc. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I was I was lucky that there was a that the, the the leadership of the school was was friendly to me, so they allowed me to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so that that's that's how I could do it. And there, there were like um, I always felt there was like the two type of like there were like two type of like uh, um, teachers or, or other people around me. Like one, one type were like uh, very supportive, and they were like, "Yeah, this is this is great, and we will support you in your." in your desire to, to do this faster here. And and there was also the other fraction that was always like, no, we think this is bad. You're like, uh, you know, you're like, uh, you're stealing the child, like one year of his childhood, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it was, um, was very interesting to see this, uh, somewhat of a divide of people looking at this, uh, uh, at, at this uh, jumping over one class. Yeah. And I think it really depends on whether it was your decision or not your decision, right? It is your decision to learn more afterwards. You can just do it, and then you can just have you no know, one-year vacation. So instead of learning, you know, uh, something boring at school, I would just skip over whatever I can, and then have decent life afterwards. So you can always adjust, you know, to this. So this is not like it's a year is lost. It's more like if you are smart, you can you can right now you can have no one year vacations and it it you will be the same exactly you know, yeah so this is not like lost year yeah exactly it's not a lost year absolutely yes and and I, I felt the same way and and still think it was absolutely the right move to do because uh, because later on I could use that year with uh, much better knowledge and 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 so I could I could. Um, I could start the Gravian project earlier, basically. <laughs> ah, okay. And uh, so, so you, you you were at university. So, what's interests me now? So, in parallel to the school, you went to the university. You could just attend the lessons. Was it is it allowed for everyone, or you had some special, you know, uh, approval from someone? So you could just join the the. the university courses. Yeah. So, so this is uh, this was allowed for. I think this is allowed for everyone. Um, but it's, uh, you need to like, um, so I could not complete like, like I could, so I was a special student, uh, it, there's a special like, um, thing for that, meaning I could not, uh, like write a master thesis or I could not write a bachelor thesis. I could only do individual courses. Okay. And then later on, I needed to transform those individual courses to the actual study that I would do. Okay. And, um. Yeah, but for me this was really awesome because I could suddenly get all the missing knowledge that I that that just because my, my parents at some point my parents couldn't like you know uh, help me anymore in in terms of like the the, the computer science education. And, <laughs> yeah, and then the after two weeks I think right. <laughs> so after two weeks in uh, in your <laughs> university was I think game over right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's when when it was very important to have sort of uh, also then uh, real university professors like Peter Messenberg, that was later than also my PhD uh, father, uh, like help help with with the actual knowledge. Okay, cool. So, um, interesting. So, in in during the gymnasium, so we are talking now. Which which uh, class did you uh, did you took over? So when was it? Which class was it? It was the fifth fifth. Oh, so which means in in a, a regular system, it's a uh, would be the ninth, right? Because we have four four years primary school, okay, and then eight years gymnasium, and the fifth one is the Vonaski. Okay, so then uh, and and during gymnasium, you already built some compilers. So what was your third? So the 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 second one was for the yeah, solar I, panel I, company. Yeah, right? the second one was for the yes. And the other thing I did during university was that I did a lot of programming competitions. Okay, so. How well uh, did you? Competitions. Uh, so, so my best result was uh, was uh, the gold medal and like third place worldwide in Wisconsin, USA. This is no kidding. So, uh, and so was it like you know? Uh, is this like uh, you know uh, for for children or for for or for youth or is it? Over? So this is this one was for the this was the International Olympiad in Informatics, right? Uh, okay. So these are the Olympiads that are done for for various subjects, and one is in informatics. Okay. And uh, this is for people from fifteen to nineteen years. 
Okay. Uh, approximately, so it's basically in the yeah in the just before just before uh, university you would do these uh, programming competitions. Yeah, incredible. And uh, there is like this uh, co- like every country sends the four best people okay. to this worldwide contest. Okay. And uh, I was I was uh, uh, lucky in my in my first attempt in Austria. I was I was kind of one of the four that could go to South Korea. Okay. Uh, to the international Olympiad, uh, but uh, there I was too young. I, I didn't uh, do very well. But then on my second attempt uh, in in USA in Wisconsin, I was I was very lucky and and did very well there. And it gave me a lot of uh, motivation to uh, to pursue this uh, computer science and programming career further. Okay. And uh, one fun fact about this uh, this programming competitions is that uh, my my main colleagues there. Basically, the, the four best people from Austria that went to this programming competition in South Korea, mm-hmm. uh, which which uh, which was uh, Lukas Stadler, Christian Wirth, and Roland Schatz, mm-hmm. were the other three. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, they were about uh, well, they are about you know three four years older than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so they are all of these are now in the Guardian team. <laughs> this so, is actually perfect for uh, you, right? Because you can remember the old times. So it's like uh, right, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and so this was uh, this was very great to have uh, such a good uh, teammates also back then, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I can still have those teammates now on the Gravium team uh, when we do uh, like here the real VM and compiler run. Michael, and uh, so this was first question is about the the competition. What you had to do at the competition? So was it like a task and you have to solve it, or what, what is it? Such a competition. What you can imagine. So yeah. So the the competition is uh, it's on two days, and on each day it's five hours. Okay. And uh, in those five hours, you get three tasks. Mm-hmm. And the tasks are typically each of them of some algorithmic nature. Okay. Uh, could be so. So the underlying algorithms that you would need to know to solve this task are. You know, graph traversals, okay. uh, network flow calculations, um, yeah, distance, uh, smallest distance, minimum spanning tree, and so on. Mm-hmm. And but the the tasks would typically always require a combination of these algorithms to be applied together. Mm-hmm. And the task is done in a way where the input is a text file, mm-hmm. and you pass the input, and the output is also a text file. Okay, and. Uh, after these five hours, you submit the programs that you pro- that you did, mm-hmm. and uh, then they are graded. Mm-hmm. But you never get sort of an intermediate result. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's basically uh, one shot. You don't. It's not trial and error for you. Mm-hmm. There is only one shot where you can submit your program, mm-hmm. and then it either works or it doesn't. And then it's it's graded based on the algorithmic complexity mm-hmm. uh, with which you solved it. And uh, and on the correctness, so it's given typically about uh, ten different inputs, mm-hmm. and for each input, uh, you either score the point or you don't score it. Okay, and the easier the better, right? So the the the, the easier the or the more simple the solution, the higher graded, or the more complex you you solve the problem, the higher it is graded. Uh, the the like the the inputs are typically. Um, for example, you have a graph problem, right? And then the first input is with 10 nodes. The next one is with 100 nodes. The next one is 1,000 nodes, right? Okay. So, so the inputs get more and more difficult. Okay. And some of the more difficult inputs, your program will only be able to solve if you choose the absolute best algorithm possible. Okay. Uh, but some of the simpler inputs, you will also be able to solve if your program is more primitive. So if your program is more brute force. Okay. And typically, those those algorithms have some some brute force solution that's relatively straightforward to program. Mm-hmm. But then you have some sophisticated solution that has a uh, that has a faster runtime, mm-hmm. and uh, and and then you get uh, more more points. Mm-hmm. And you could choose and, uh, uh, any programming language, or you did you create your own language for that, or what was the idea? So there was uh, there were two two languages. Actually, there were three languages as choices. One was Pascal, the other C, and the other Java. Mm-hmm. But uh, typically, most uh, of the uh, uh, most of the participants would program in either Pascal or C. Okay. And uh, I would program in C and in BI. So I would be uh, and. And it was a very funny type of programming style as well, where like you you program in pure C, 
And if you do a linked list or something like this, you, you do it as a, as an array with indices into the next elements and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so you try to avoid any dynamic allocation uh, because you want to make your program very easy to debug uh, mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, and yeah, and you would train yourself to be very fast in, in programming the, the standard algorithms up and down. And so the, the the in my in my first attempt to to program uh, to to participate in these um, competitions, I wasn't so good because I kind of made small mistakes in my program, mm -hmm. and that cost me a lot of points later on. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I was trying to figure out like why like how do I how do I do this more efficiently? And and I I started in my training sessions. I started to time my my progress, kind of like how long does it take me to reach the read the program statement, how long does it take me to program uh, the solution? Mm -hmm. And then how long does it take me to debug the solution? Mm -hmm. And the result, of course, was that uh, uh, like it takes quite some time to read the problem and to kind of understand it. But then programming the solution, once you kind of know approximately what you're doing, is super fast. Mm -hmm. But then if you make any type of mistake or something like this, then debugging can like destroy your whole result. Mm -hmm. And and be really the deciding factor, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and based on this, I was I was then in my second attempt there that was much more successful. I was then um, trying to be um, very like trying to not only program the the solution, but also program a test generator and program a simpler solution that would verify my complex solution. Mm -hmm. So I would do a lot more programming, but then, uh, in, in, but this was the fast part basically, and it, and and this enabled me to to submit uh, something that that was uh, that wasn't having any of these like small mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, so so this is kind of like uh, uh, a major takeaway for me from this uh, programming competition was like, uh, yeah, like programming stuff is actually super fast. Uh, but uh, but but debugging uh, the things etc. or like finding out where the error is once you have one is the really slow part. Yeah. Um, and uh, what interests me so you have to you had to train a lot I think right for these competitions so you did uh, lots of work before. I did I did train for this competition yes uh, I I did train like. Uh, um, yeah, for like, you know, usually about six months before I would train for like the, the next, you know, six months or so. And, and uh, how long a day? I would say one hour, two hours. So how, how much did you spend training just for, for that? I would say I probably trained maybe two, three hours a day, I think. But but more in bursts, right? It was more like, well, uh, you know, one afternoon or something, I would just, just train there and then... Uh, yeah, but I think probably two three hours a day for like six months. I think would be would be the the yeah would be approximately how much I would train. And there, there's like this nice uh, website. Uh, I think it still exists. Uh, uh, let me actually check that. Yeah, there's there's this website called USACO, mm -hmm. uh, which is uh, which is a website from the US Computing Association. Mm -hmm. And uh, and they would uh, they have a U US USA Co uh, training website mm -hmm. where you can like uh, train these programs and this was very useful for me because they had all these um, and it was like that the whole website was a little bit like a computer game where you kind of get scores and you unlock the next level etc. So for me then training here was like almost like playing a, a computer game where you like in order to unlock the next level you solve the next problem, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, why, why I'm asking this question because uh, nothing comes for free, right? So if you if you do whatever for two three hours a day, six months long, you could actually achieve remarkable things. So you could run a marathon, you can do you whatever you like if you if you have this dedication, right? So it's not like if people achieve something or win something, it always looks like, oh, it is a prodigy here, did something, you know, without work. But it's always hard work and motivation behind. Absolutely, yes, yes, absolutely. And the training is absolutely necessary because without that, you you will not uh, have much of a chance there. And it was for us uh, wait, always, wait a second. Uh, Do you think this is possible that someone wins such a competition without any training? 
No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, this is also my. You 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 have mm -hmm. to you have to have uh, the basic algorithms and uh, need to know those and and you are like the, the thing on the competition is like we were from Austria, so we were like from this small country where like uh, where it's relatively simple, let's say, to qualify for the worldwide. Uh, Stage. Mm -hmm. But then on that competition, there were always like, you know, the four best from Russia, the four best from China, the four best from USA. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were always super afraid of those guys because yeah. <laughs> they came out of a much, much larger selection. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it was it was very uh, it was very nice for me that in this, uh, at least in this one instance, in this competition in, in the USA, when I got the third place worldwide overall, mm -hmm. uh, I could beat all these guys that would uh, that would like um, be be also be trained super super hard and and that would come out of a very large selection of 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 uh, people and but for for a very good result on the on 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 the competition you also need to have some luck etc because it just needs to be the right type of problem that that you are yeah, uh, lucky enough to to solve that fast right yeah. i would say that the top you know the top uh, there's about uh, 300 people uh, participating in that worldwide on this worldwide uh, stage and i would say the top 50 are all like uh, super good programmers yeah and um, we actually interested to hire more of of of, of such uh, programmers uh, into the team okay. uh, that have some programming competition experience. Okay. And it's Qu not, question question it's about everything. Uh, about the 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 competition or about you particularly. So you were really interested in uh, in compiler compiler. So you attended the university sessions and uh, and then it seems like the programming competition do not match your strategy anymore from my, my perspective because you had to new know algorithms which in to my knowledge are not really necessary to to create decent compilers so why you were motivated to participate in in such competitions or what was the idea or your motivation back then well i think i think one thing is i'm, I'm generally a very competitive personality so, okay so i like uh, i like i like competition and, and 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 competition uh, like positive competition with others is always a motivating factor for me okay but i would i would argue that uh, that this type of competitions are actually very good uh, preparation for compiler construction okay uh, because uh, a lot of the algorithms required like not all of them but but like a large majority are uh, based on some graph um, graph algorithms. Yeah, it's true. So graph mm -hmm. traversals, uh, etc. And in compiler construction, typically there's also a lot of algorithms that are graph based. Mm -hmm. And and for me, like uh, graph data structures, graph algorithms, anything to do with graph uh, is 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 very natural for me. It's, it's something I like very much. Okay. So, and, so um, lots of you know, the algorithms you already knew because uh, you were interested in compilers, or, or or at least you had an instinct what could work and what not, right? Yeah, but the algorithms themselves, I, I wouldn't like. I was interested in compilers, but the way I did compilers was, you know, even without graphs back then, right? Okay. <laughs> I was just, uh, I was just uh, outputting these templates based on the instructions, you know, of the of the language. But but uh, but the algorithms I had I had like uh, algorithm books. There is there is this. Uh, Standard books on 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 this on these algorithms, and I was reading those. Uh, I was learning those from from books as well. What books? I have one from Edison Wesley. Is this also a standard? You know, like the algorithm book, like one thousand pages, all the algorithms in C, is something like this, or what are these standard yes. books? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. I think it's actually that one. I ah, think okay. It's actually that one that I have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, perfect. So, um, you you. Was it still at your gymnasium time or was it the university time, your programming competitions? This was at gymnasium time, uh, but then later at university, I also did programming competition, but these are different ones. This is the ACM contests. Okay. So the ACM contests are for students. Okay. And uh, this I uh, did, of course, with my former mates from uh, from the okay. IOI competitions. Of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, with Christian Wirt and Roland Schatz again. And... Uh, so these have also regional competitions and then the worldwide competition. And there we made it as a team to the worldwide competition in Japan, uh, where like the best universities are, are, are competing. And they are, they are very similar in nature. Mm -hmm. um, uh, in terms of the, the problems, I would say similar. But here, even, it's even more interesting in the sense that it's a team competition where you have three people and you have one computer. Okay. So... Uh, and one keyboard. <laughs> okay. So, 
So you need, and you need to solve as many problems as possible, as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And you get like an insane amount of problems, like I think 12 problems for like five hours. Mm -hmm. So, so nobody can solve all of them typically, but, but you try to just solve mm -hmm. as many as, as possible. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting because in this competition, because you have to share one computer, uh, you have to also train a bit of uh, teamwork, like uh, pair programming, and uh, also, also you need to kind of know each other a little bit of who can solve which problem the fastest. Okay. Um, typically, everybody has like a certain speciality of, of, of problems that are more suitable to him. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did some uh, programming competitions then also later on. Uh, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was fun to do those then also at the, at the student level. Uh, about the compilers. What was you, your ultimate goal? So you try to deal, build, I don't know, a compiler, which is like, you know, the impossible compiler, or you were motivated by something more, but because just compilers, I mean, why you did all this stuff? So you were your motivations to build something like, you know, GraalVM from the beginning, or what was it? What, what was your main motivation? I don't think you just wanted to build compilers just to build a compiler. I, I don't know. I think, I, think, I think my main motivation here is just to... To, to advance like to to advance the way people would program i mean okay. i mean compilers is kind of this thing between between people and the computer mm -hmm. so so i feel i feel like uh by having a better technology there uh we can we can enable people to like program more productively for example or run the programs more efficiently so we enable people to to be more productive with the machine right mm -hmm. um, I think I think that's the that's the underlying motivation to a lot of these things mm -hmm. and I think in the compiler construction field we are still at the only at the very beginning of what what would be possible uh, and I think ultimately we we will because I think there's still a lot of things, even even nowadays, that are done by humans in that process of programming, that should be actually done by machines. And uh, because 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 uh, like the human in the end should be more just the creative input to what uh, should be achieved, mm -hmm. and anything that that uh, that uh, anything else should be done more, more by the by the machine itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, by having, I mean, by having better compilers, we can enable the human to kind of express the intent in a more high level, mm -hmm. or or just just express the intent more efficiently, faster. Mm -hmm. And then the the compiler and the, the the runtime in between makes sure that this intent is most efficiently uh, fulfilled than uh, by the machine. So you just basically wanted uh, to. Talk to computers faster, right? This is motivation. So, well, I just wanted yeah. to express yeah. as efficiently as possible my intent, and then computer should do whatever the computer has to do, and it's over. This was your fascination. Yes, yes, cool. Yes, yes, yes. That yes, that is my fascination with the topic. Yes, it's it's still nowadays actually. Uh, this is the main part of what I think is is interesting in that field. So uh, during gymnasium, so you learned JavaScript first, then Turbo Pascal, and then you mentioned C. How you learned C? Just by accident or? C, yes. Okay. Yeah. How? So you uh, found... It was uh, C. I learned. Ma yeah. So so after JavaScript, I learned C, and I learned C mainly for the for the programming competitions uh -huh, because okay. in the programming programming competition we couldn't use JavaScript. Uh, it was not an option, and it would also be probably too slow back then uh, to execute. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is when I I learned C. Okay. And how how fast you learn C? took you i don't know months i don't think it took me long yeah because i already knew javascript so i had all the all the operations operators etc i all knew them and c is pretty simple yeah. and also the type of c i was doing it wasn't even using point as much it was everything was statically allocated and and so uh, it's really a small small step from javascript to c yeah and uh, you got uh, you, you mentioned pointers. So, at one point of time, you saw the pointers. So, you got them immediately, or it took you a little bit to figure out what they are actually. I think I think uh, I, 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 as, as a JavaScript programmer, I was I was 
familiar with 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 the this uh, you know references mm -hmm. or that it would pass by reference mm -hmm. uh, and not pass by value certain objects. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, uh, th that that pointers would actually be more natural. Mm -hmm. But uh, but we wouldn't use mark pointers uh, here at the beginning. Later on, when I was using Qt at this company, mm -hmm. then I needed to learn C++, mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, which was um, not so easy because C++ adds a lot of additional constructs. Mm -hmm. And the Qt framework also uses a lot of tricks mm -hmm. to do some automatic memory management with C++, etc. Mm -hmm. so, so I would say C++ was rather difficult, uh, but C was is, is really straightforward. So what came after C++? Um, after that, I did learn uh, Java. Uh, okay. Because... Uh, because uh, at university we were doing Java in the courses, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, and that was that was um, my my first uh, uh, Java programs. And you like Java from the beginning, or what was your relation to Java? Yeah, I like Java, but I was I was I was I was at the beginning. I was having difficulty grasping this uh, this constructor concept, <laughs> and. Uh, and I, I wasn't sure of like what this is about, and uh, so it wasn't it wasn't easy for me initially to develop uh, the object oriented thinking of of interfaces and constructors. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, coming here from a from a C background or, or also JavaScript background, none of this was kind of necessary, mm -hmm. and uh, and it didn't uh, didn't feel initially very natural to me to uh, to have these concepts around. Okay. And uh, which Java was it? JDK in one 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 two? Um, I think that was in. I mean, my first Java programs were written in two thousand and one. Okay. So, so that's already JDK one four almost. I think. Yeah. Okay. So it was uh, advanced. So already with Hotspot, I think, because Hotspot was introduced in JDK one three, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also remember doing some applets actually, okay. which was another reason to use Java because because applets were were, were possible. There was like decent uh, applet with lots of animation, or what you did with the applet, or just you know AWC yes, yes, stuff. Yes, yes, with, with animation. Yes. Okay. Yes, no, with animation. Okay, cool. And what um, was actually, it? Actually, this this game script, this game script that I was talking about, yeah, uh, was uh, was written as applets in in the browser. Hey, cool. Uh, from the beginning. Yes. Ah, okay, cool. Uh, interesting. So I think you wrote the first interpreter, which run as an as an applet, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Of course. That so is one accurate. of the yes. first. Yes, yes. And it was it, yes, and it would interpret the the JavaScript subset that was typed into that applet. Yes. Okay, and but it didn't it didn't communicate it with the DOM of the browser. It was just like self contained app, right? Yeah, correct. correct. Okay, cool. Yeah, very cool. So, um, and the, at the university, you also overtook some classes, or you just, you know, enjoyed the university I life? I did. Uh, I did study faster than usual. Yes, I did. I did my master in three years instead of five years. Okay. Um, I did that by uh, basically subscribing. The nice thing in universities, you can subscribe to many, many classes at the same time, mm -hmm. um, and you just need to do the exam in the end, and then you're good. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I more or less double subscribed to a lot of classes. Yeah. And your strategy was, was better uh, at university. What I did is I worked full time and uh, did university at the same time. And this was, this was terrible. So after university, I was really happy that the university is over, but, uh, or university. I didn't study at university rather than like applied science university in Germany. And uh, right. so I did, right. you know, all the classes, regular classes, and try, you know, to learn as little as possible. And then work as much as possible. And this was, I think, a better idea would be to try to study as fast as possible and then have a nicer life afterwards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And and that's that's what I did. Yeah. I was I wasn't working or almost not working at all during university. Yeah. Um. And uh, just tried to do one course after the other. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I didn't. I wasn't like. Uh, I didn't go to all of the all of the classes. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't go to the class itself. Mm -hmm. Um, but this was sometimes challenging because you're missing some context. Yeah. So, so I often spend time like trying to figure out uh, what what is meant, uh, like what what's the context for certain exercises. Yeah. And but and overall, uh, this was this uh, was nice because how you like the university? Because uh, in my case, what I found out in university is not everything what we learn makes sense. 
So it, for me, it was uh, really hard in one point of time, you know, to learn also things which are probably not that relevant to me. So what was your motivation at the university? You just, yeah, this this interests me right now. So what, were you still delighted from the university or what was your, you know, take then? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was similar in the sense there were some courses that I think were very interesting for me. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed them, uh, but there were quite some courses that I... I was not interested in. I was just trying to get over with as fast as possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and uh, so I didn't actually I didn't enjoy things like operating systems or 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 hardware. I was specifically not interested in anything related to hardware. Okay. Uh, and had a very tough time, like you know, yeah, trying to to follow these things. And um, you still got good marks, but, or were they just good enough? No, I still I still got good marks. I actually got this uh, where you have an, the best mark in every in every subject, but uh, but I didn't enjoy it much. I was just trying to to get it over with. That that's interesting me because uh, we had some really strange professors in the university, and uh, I wanted there was one uh, a Mission Impossible guy. So there was like I think there were just three people who passed and everyone else not. And uh, and this was like uh, numerical mathematics, but in strange programming language, old ones. And I just wanted, you know, to pass the exam. And in one point of time, I got uh, the mark three, which means uh, it's okay. And uh, but I, I wondered, is it actually possible to 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 have an one also very good in this particular uh, course? But I don't think so. So and you you achieved everyone, you know, the best marks. So. I mean, how is it possible? So there, are, there are you know some 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 courses where there is a mission impossible to have you know the mark right. very good. So, so yeah, this interests and, and me. So, what do you so did? The marks, right. So 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 when I say I achieved the best mark, it was it was always across a certain set of courses. So so the way this is calculated is that you know three courses are kind of put together. Okay. So you don't need the best mark in every individual one. You can have like a, a B in in one if you have A in the others. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it was very narrow for me as well, but this was something I wanted to do because if you, if you achieve this, then, uh, the, then like the, the president of Austria is like, uh, attending your, uh, PhD, PhD ceremony. Okay, cool. So, uh, and that was, that was like a, a goal that was kind of interesting to achieve. And you uh, and you just uh, wanted uh, to disturb his vacations, right? So I will I will be the first. So you, he will will come, you know, to me and, and listen to my stuff, right? <laughs> that's right. And then you're allowed to say something, and and yeah, and it's yeah, it was it was just it was no. Fun. But I get you. Uh, so uh, I think you are competitive, guys. So you say okay, uh, either I waste the time, you know, or or I learn a little bit more, and I'm the best. And yeah, why not? It's more fun. Right. Yeah. But but I, I tried to get it over with still quickly. And the nice thing was that for my bachelor thesis, I was then already. Uh, working at uh, this institute of Professor Messenbach on my first project on the hotspot virtual machine. Hi, Adam is here. We forgot the time and recorded a way too long episode. So I will split the episode uh, into halves. So in the second half, we will cover GraalVM in more detail. Thank you for listening and bye.